Welcome to Let's Be Frank with Eric Reese. Topics we want to talk about and topics we don't want to talk about revolving around college. Welcome back to Let's Be Frank. It's Eric Reese here, and I'm actually with my team here. The entire team's here. Uh, we had a, actually an all-campus meeting today, and we were just discussing things. Uh, I won't mention that there's wine on the table or anything like that, but uh, just wanted to... Um, we were talking and we were like, let's do a podcast. Let's, let's see what we can talk about. And we were, we were thinking like, let's talk about our college experiences and making the best of our college experiences. So let me just mention who's in the room. Uh, we had to move into a bigger room because my room's not big enough. Um, we got Elizabeth back. Say hi. Hi. We got Nicolina Diorio. Hi. We got Ureli Gonzalez. Hello. We got Kelly Manning. Hello. El- Eloise Billups. Hey. Alex is back. Hello. And Miss Crystal is back from behind the scenes. Hello. So uh, we're going to have just a short conversation about, you know, we all went to college. We all had different experiences. And sometimes students will ask, uh, will ask themselves, like, what am I going to do to make the best college experiences? And they have no idea what college is all about. Right. When we went to college, we probably had no idea what college was about either. So, let's talk about it. How did how were our college experiences? I'm gonna go over to Alex first. How was your college experience? How did you, how did you take advantage of all the great things college had to offer? Uh, when I first started in college, my freshman year, I was in a very repetitive cycle. I just went, you know, I woke up, went to class, went home. And that was it. Like it just wasn't in this like repeated cycle. And it wasn't until sophomore year that I got introduced to our Latino club on campus, UVA, and that's where it really opened up my college doors. And one of my mentors here, she was the president at the time, Elizabeth. She really opened up my eyes to like the entire community at St. Francis, and that's really where my college experience took off. After that, I was here until two o'clock in the morning studying, being there for meetings, and. You know, for me, I realized that, you know what, it's time to live on campus. So if I recommend anything, get involved on campus as early as possible, because that's where you're going to meet your lifelong friends. You're going to really, truly experience and learn from those around you in your community. So you were up till two in the morning. Yeah. Like studying really hard. Studying, yeah. Getting help. But also club meetings and and things like that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. You see Elizabeth over here is like. Yeah, I did that. I studied a lot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Nikki, how about you? Um, for me, probably the thing that helped me out most throughout college was truly figuring out how to discover my passion and what I wanted to do. I know sometimes a lot of students are kind of pressured by peers or by family members to do specific degree paths because of the outcomes. But ultimately, you know, one thing I've kind of learned is not to be afraid of different career paths because you know, for some, you may learn, you know, more of a trade. Like for if you take, if you do a nursing degree, you know, you're going to be a nurse. If you are going to be an accountant, if you're going to take an accounting degree, more often than not, you're going to be an accountant. 
But yeah, you know, not always. Not always, <laughs> but most most likely you are. But learning how to you know differentiate different skills for different degrees. You know, if you're interested in English or theology or even history, like I was, don't be afraid to follow it because there are plenty of soft skills like critical thinking and you know communication skills that you always learn along the way that will still be as beneficial for you as learning other skills that you learn in more vocation-based programs. So, don't necessarily focus on a vocation-based program just because of the outcomes, but figuring out what is best for you ultimately will help you kind of navigate your college experience. Because one of the things that I kind of equate to college is once you find your major, it's essentially choosing your favorite subject over and over and over again. So it's gonna make your time more enjoyable. So by figuring out what it is that you want to do a little bit early on, or even kind of if you're debating between a couple of them, kind of taking a class in each one, even if it's you know a less popular major, just to figure out what is your passion will help you stay engaged and help you continue throughout the college process so that you can cross that stage and get your degree um, and then enjoy what you do after you leave college. So Nikki, how are you not afraid <laughs> to change? Like you, you went into one major, you changed your mind and all that, and you're telling the folks there, mm -hmm. you know, don't, you know, just stick to what you, what you like it all, work out. At that moment, were you nervous? See, for me, I wasn't afraid once I changed. I was afraid to stay in a major I knew I wasn't liking anymore. Mm. Because for me, I initially wanted to go into education. And the more I learned about it, the more I realized it wasn't right for me. But, um, you know, I knew I always loved history, but I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. But I actually got really bad anxiety thinking about, oh, my God, I'm going to take this program, but I know I'm not going to like it. You know, how am I going to do this for two and a half years, three years, if I know I'm going to dislike whatever path I'm going into? So once I just kind of bit the bullet and figured out that history is what I wanted to do, even if I didn't have a concrete end goal, it really made it easier for me because then I, then I was able to focus on myself and what I loved as opposed to what I was afraid of or anxious of doing because I didn't know if I would like it. And then you, once you figured that out, you really enjoyed school. Yes. Great. Great. Kelly, let's move over to you. How was your college experience? Well, I'm going to say learn from my mistake. Um, I, I picked a college because of the money, uh, because of the scholarship that I received. I uh, played athletics, so I followed the money. What did you play? Golf. Golf. And I made the wrong mistake. I went to the wrong college for me. Ooh. And so don't be afraid to transfer if you make that mistake. Um, and don't always follow the money because that doesn't mean that that necessarily is the right fit for you. It was worth me um, taking out those student loans to go to the college that fit me the best. And I would say the other thing is if you're going to be a resident, stay on campus. Don't go home every weekend because that is, you know, that is where so much um of the college experience happens from doing service to having those good study skills um you know my first year i spent six hours on the road to go home and come back and i just think of all that time wasted that i could have gotten to know my friends better well or, why were you, why were you going home because i hated my experience there oh. yeah so, so you mentioned about the transferring part, mm -hmm. and so it's interesting. So a lot of these students, a lot of these kids are trying to figure out where they should go. Right. And I'm willing to bet they're afraid of making that mistake. Yeah. So how are they, 
what do you suggest? Like, if they're so afraid to make a mis- make that mistake, that what if I don't like it there, to the point where like, I just won't go anywhere. What do you say to that? I would say definitely get yourself on the campus and visit because I think that's the best way to figure out if that's the right place for you. And I I think you know I have two boys that have gone through the college experience now, and I you know hope that they had that aha moment and they looked at me and said, Mom this is the right fit for me because I didn't have that moment when I was looking for college I just followed the scholarship and um, well I should say I did have that aha moment and then I ended up transferring there my (laughs) sophomore year and so so I I I did have that and um, so I'd say don't be afraid you know if you've made a mistake if you're a freshman and you are at the wrong place or sophomore don't be afraid to transfer because and and once you transfer did it where you love? Oh, life was wonderful. And I very rarely came home. I came home on Thanksgiving and Christmas and maybe the odd weekend, you know, of a semester. But, and that's where I, you know, I met my college family. And to this day, um, you know, I'm 31 years out from graduating college and that's my, they're still my family. Those, those, those sisters are still my family. Good. Last so. question for you is that is that you t- you had that aha moment of like, this isn't the school for me. Mm-hmm. Could I ask what it was that? What was that like? What should these kids be looking for? Like to say like, this isn't, this isn't my place. I think it needs to feel, it needs to feel right. It needs to feel like home, you know? And I, I think you get that from visiting the campus and talking with students on that campus. Um, I think it should feel, um, you should feel safe, you should feel comfortable, you should also feel challenged, you know. I I think you should look for a college that um, is going to offer you opportunity. And um, so I I think those are are very important things to take into consideration. Ultimately, you found your place. Yes. Great, great. Elizabeth, what about you? How was your college experience? Um, <clears throat> my college experience was uh, not what I expected. Um, you know, in the previous podcast, uh, I had mentioned that I was someone that always planned my life. You know, I had these certain expectations. My family had certain expectations of me. <clears throat> but then I think I added pressure, more pressure than what I was supposed to <laughs> add to myself, and I think it made it worse. But I went to a big state school down in Illinois, um, about like 40,000 students. And after the first year, I decided to transfer out of that school um, because it was just financially, it was just not something for me. <clears throat> it didn't provide the support that I needed. But then the one, you know, moment or triggering moment that got to me was like my first semester when someone told me that the only reason why I was there was because of affirmative action. So to me, that was like, okay, well, you know, why am I even here? Uh, I'm here now, but I'm not happy here. You know, I have a lecture of like, you know, 600 students and I'm not getting the individualized attention that I needed um, as a student, so where where could I go next? So I went back home to Cicero, I went to Morton College, and that's where you know I took care of what I needed to do. Then I transferred over to St. Francis. 
But, and I always tell this story, um, it was like a recurring, you know, moment for me when I transferred over to, to our school. Um, it was, you know, one of the first weeks that I moved in here, the first thing that I saw out of the window was someone driving around with a Confederate flag. So after that, I was like, oh man, like, where am I? <laughs> like, I just came from like Southern Illinois and, or mid Illinois or whatever. It's, it's considered central Illinois. <laughs> yeah, central <laughs> Illinois. But then now I'm going like, Jolia is like 45 minutes away from Chicago. It's not even that far. Um, so, you know, at that moment, I was like, all right, well, I can't transfer out. I changed my major three times already. I went from psychology to general to, you know, criminal social justice. And after that, I, I was like, I just have to, I just have to work it out. I have to figure it out. I have to make this a home for other students. And that's why I decided to stay. I decided to stay, get involved, make it better for other students. I got involved with a lot of organizations on campus and I turned it into something that I thought I needed, you know, when I was younger. So you mentioned something pretty interesting in regards to uh, trying to, you, like you were looking for this place, this place that you, that um, for lack of a better term, would have been like the perfect scenario for you and you didn't find that necessarily. But you just said, I had to figure it out. I had to figure out how to move forward now I'm not saying that you had to give in right but you had to try to be stronger than that and mm -hmm. try to overcome that part right how many times in life have you had to do that very same thing probably every week of college <laughs> I'm, I'm serious like every week of college I probably thought about quitting and withdrawing and you did it I didn't and what got you forward all of you everyone that's here um, all of my professors, I stayed close to, to all my professors, my mentors, club advisors. I reached out, I talked to people, I networked as much as I could because I had, I had to make the most of it. I had to come to the realization that we live in a world and in a society where we're not liked, we're not loved as black and brown people. And, you know, we just, we just have to do it. So you didn't do it alone? I did not. And I would not suggest that, to do it alone. Thank you, Elizabeth. Crystal, what about you? How was your college experience? It was decent. <laughs> <laughs> it got me the job. She, um, she was waiting the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of followed the crowd. I went the community college route. I just kind of went with my friends and followed them. Do you um, still have those friends? <clears throat> there's probably two people from that crowd that I still talk to now and some of them are part of my uh, wedding and everything so like that was kind of I was gonna go into that point Eric oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no I was gonna say well I went to community college but uh, even though it kind of was like the easy route but I kind of also tell students it's like it's not necessarily the easy route because to me getting my associates meant so much. For me, graduating on that stage meant so much. So it's like, even though I hear students, oh, I don't really want to start there, like that's kind of demeaning or whatnot. It's not. You still have the same education as anywhere else. You're still taking English 101, just somewhere else. Um, and it's like, you know, it's definitely not like the worst case scenario. Um, but, you know, I followed that route. I found my 
now husband there. So no, I didn't necessarily participate in a bunch of extracurricular activities. I was like in one Latino Sonidos, but I found it to be kind of toxic for me for that uh, for that group. So to me, it wasn't the greatest group to be in, um, but I did it, I experienced it and I was okay. I met my my boyfriend there and I kind of just followed with him. Even though people told me, oh, don't choose the school to transfer in just for him. But to me, it was just more of that's my experience. I was happy and it was fine for me. And I followed him through the transfer process. And now we graduated together in community college. We graduated together with our bachelor's and we got married a year later. So to me, that was my like, my whole time was just getting my degree and building this relationship with this guy that I really was fine. And it wasn't a bad experience, even though I didn't participated in all these clubs and organizations to me that was mine and I made one true friend out of all those four or five years technically and I wouldn't have changed it for anything but you know I definitely didn't do everything else I went there commuted an hour there and an hour back but I was there with my my man (laughs) and those little moments for me was the most an hour to commute to school meant a lot to just spend that time with him and that was to me that was perfectly fine so let me ask so let me ask you um you know we spend a lot of time trying to talk to kids and they want to uh they want to follow their boyfriends or girlfriends and 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 things like that um do you you know for you it almost sounds just like i've never heard that before but it sounds like he was your mentor he was a guide for you oh, he was yeah. or for a guide for each other right to, hey you mm-hmm. do this i do this you know um we do this together type of thing but not everybody has that right yeah. uh there's other other reasons why people would follow their boyfriend or girlfriend right uh and type of like type of like that but what i want to know is is uh you said that it was a big de- like a big deal for you to do your associates why um, since the beginning, since my dad came here to this country, to him was, you get that degree. That's why I came here. He enlisted in my brain that you're going to go to college no matter what. It's whatever it costs. That's the sacrifice you have to do to get that degree. But he also understood that if you don't want to go down that path, that's fine. But let's make sure you work full time. Let's get you to be successful. So he wanted me to go to Champaign. That was like the dream school for me. And then you met Elizabeth. And then I just, I didn't want to go away. I was, uh, I was that, I wanted to be away where if something happened, I can be close by and just call my family. But I didn't want to be that close where they knew everything I was doing. And I, I, even though I went to community college, I was there. I probably would have been there till 2 a.m. too, but I, they close. So (laughs) I couldn't be there. (laughs) So I was there literally all day still either way. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. Oh. Eloise, we're going over to you. All right. Eloise, what was your experience like? Well, as I listened to my uh, teammates, um, the things that they've mentioned, I totally agree with. Um, but for me, um, being at St. Francis uh, when I graduated in 2008, um, back then, or oh, the need to, for, for diversity wasn't as prevalent as it is today. And I know we're trying to be, you know, get diversity on campus, but what um, I think I experienced from that is that, um, you know, because, you know, I was an um, African-American person and I didn't have that many people in my class, you know, um, when I needed help with something, 
I was afraid to ask for help. You know, I thought, okay, they're gonna think I'm stupid. So I didn't ask, I didn't ask for help. And I think that, you know, um, it doesn't matter who you are, you know, there's resources available for you. So make sure, you know, that you man up or just say, hey, I need help. At the end of the day, you know, you're hurting yourself if you don't ask for assistance because you're the one that would fail that class. So, hey, you know, I want to tell everyone that I learned just to speak up, to know that what I have to say is important and that they're, they're there to help me. So, you know, I need to make sure I'm getting my money's worth and graduate. How did you learn that? How, there's so many students that are so afraid to speak up. I learned that the hard way because I was, was going to fail a class and I was afraid to fail that class. So I just took a chance. You know, I had this professor, you know, who really felt like he was, I thought he was engaging. I trusted him. And I just said, hey, I need help. And, you know, because he was there for me, you know, um, I, I opened up. But I opened up out of fear. I didn't want to fail. You know, had I thought been doing good, I would have I just kept going. And the thing about it is that my classrooms who were my classmates, you know, some of them had the same issues. They were afraid to speak up also. And so then uh, once I spoke up, you know, it became better. But I was afraid, probably from, you know, the culture I came from. And knowing that I was, I was, I was the minority there, I just was afraid. So I you, spoke up. Were you afraid of being a statistics? Yes. I was afraid they would say, hey, that black girl is here. You know, she shouldn't be here. Yeah. So that's why I didn't speak up. But I learned I needed to graduate. I don't, at, that point, at, that, at that point, I didn't care what they said. I want to graduate. So I, who helped you through that? Who, other, I mean, you went to your professor, yeah. but who helped you speak up? Just from talking to my, to my uh, family. Your family. Knowing that, hey... You know, we're paying for this. You know, you're paying for this. So you have to say something, you know. So just coming, just having that support. And from my culture, you know, you get that support from that family. So, you know, had I not went to them and said, hey, I'm afraid, I probably just would have failed. You know? Do you think there's ever students out there that uh, think that their family will say, will like be mad at them first for, um, for failing and then them not speaking up, not giving that support or not feeling that they have that support? Now I do. I think in this in this time, age, age and time, I think, you know, the family will get mad at the student if they don't come ask for help. But for me, you know, um, I was afraid of breaking so I dance. But I think now they have the support they need. In the past, I don't think, you know, that support was there, you know, because the family's working. You got people working over and over again, you know, uh, uh, mothers and fathers working to get you through school. So, you know, you just, you know, do what you have to do. Stay motivated. Stay motivated. You have to stay motivated. Great. Thanks, Eloise. And Yureli, how was your experience? Um, well, I, f I feel like mine was more of a traditional, like, freshman student coming in. Um, I, I don't know. I, I was a science major, so any, any female, especially a minority in the, the STEM field, is um, quite intimidating, for sure just because you don't see a lot of people like you. Um, but I wanted to kind of prove to, to myself and to my other family members that, you know, that we could do that. So I, I kind of stuck with that. So I was a biology major. I don't know if I said that already. <laughs> um, and uh, so as for, you know, I, I know we were kind of doing like how to make the, the most out of your college experience. Um, I was very involved on campus. I was involved with the like, university ministry and clubs and, um, but I think what kind of pushed me first was um, more, more maybe like financial need. I started looking at things that paid or gave you scholarship money and, um, and kind of using your talents and gifts 
that God have, had given you to be able to um, kind of, you know, <laughs> help you out. And especially just because, you know, um, it, I feel like I really needed that help. I needed to help my parents as they were helping me with to pay for school. But then after that, too, I think um, I really focused a lot on volunteering then. So we kind of talked a little bit. I think some of our um, some of the admissions counselors were talking about, you know, finding your path and that being okay, not not knowing where you're going to go after or what you're going to do with your degree. But I kind of wanted to kind of get into into that a little bit sooner. So I started to volunteer at different places um, just because biology, at least like here, you know, you could do so much with biology. Um, there's a lot of different tracks that you can go even in the medical field, non-medical field related, anything like that. So I wanted to really dip my feet in and, and do that. So that's kind of what, I guess a little bit about what I did. <laughs> so then you were pretty confident as to like what you wanted to get into. Have you ever had doubts? Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> at first I didn't and I felt like I, I really needed to stay in that field. I needed to go into the medical field. I needed to become a doctor. <laughs> so, yeah, everybody laughs now because they, they know where I am. Okay, okay, that's what it was. Um, but I think, um, and this is really funny because I was graduating and I knew Eric actually. So um, he was mentioning that there is an admissions position available. And, and then he's like, well, you should apply maybe. And, and then I was like, but I'm a bio major. <laughs> I'm not an admission major. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, come on now. <laughs> um, and that's when, you know, talking to my, well, now fiance, almost husband, he mentioned it too. He's like, you know, you have to really be flexible with what you had um, thought about and what you wanted to do and how you have, you know, you're so young. You can have so many other um, careers and or jobs and then make a make it a career so she is she's the youngest person in the room yeah 23 <laughs> <laughs> oh man that hurt <laughs> not my mom okay i'm turning 24 next month okay but um yeah no so i think just i, I was i was very confident and it really affected me just because also like being Hispanic, like, I don't know, it, for me, my family really wanted me to be a doctor as well. So, so um, at one point, you know, that's when I was like, well, you know what, I, I think we talked about this in another podcast, but you can help people in so many different ways. And it's just trying to see, you know, where you're, what you're good at and, and where your passion is. So, so yeah. Great, great. So really what it comes down to what it comes down to like we have so many different experiences we have so many different paths to go down we got eight of us that are here in a room and we're all are currently admission counselors that help students go to college but we all came from different backgrounds some of us are brown some of us are black some of us are white some of us went to a community college some of us didn't like our first college. Some of us didn't talk to anybody until they started, until they met somebody. Some of us thought that they were gonna do one thing and then did another thing, right? We all have different paths, but it doesn't matter where you're coming from as long as you go where you want to go, 
right? And where you want to go today doesn't mean it's the same place you want to go tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. Let me ask any of you, do any of you regret your paths to get to where you are today? No. 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 So. Am I going to get a raise? <laughs> <laughs> that was Elizabeth, by the way. What? Noted. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's in the notes. <laughs> Put that in the, uh, in the, it's in the podcast. So, um, so ultimately, for those of you that are trying to figure stuff out, trying to figure out, like, what do I do? Where do I go? How do I do this? What, what, what do we do? You may know that today and it may change tomorrow and it's okay. You can't be afraid. It's okay to be afraid, but you can't be afraid to take that next step yeah. or that different step and can't be afraid to talk to people. You can't be afraid to uh, ask those yeah. questions mm -hmm. and please, please, please do not do it alone. This is not something to do alone. So I appreciate you all sharing your experiences uh, and uh, we will talk to you all next time for uh, Let's Be Frank. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>